February 24th, 2023, we're in Masechet Beza Andaf Zayin Amud Bet, and if uh, you go to the very bottom of the page, three lines from the bottom, we'll rewind to there for just a moment or two. Says the Gemara, Umodim Shim Shahat Shiachpor Bedeker Vechasef. You recall this is a citation from our Mishnah, it's a statement with regards to Betilel. Betilel, who suggests, who rule that in a circumstance where you don't have prepared dirt with which to cover um, the dam, the blood of a haya or a of, which were nishhatu, which was slaughtered on Yom Tov, but if you already went ahead and did so, what you can do is, shiyahpor b'deker v'yechaseh, as a deker is a shovel, you can shovel up, you can unearth uh, some dirt, and use that in order to do this mitzvah kisui hadam. And now the Gemara will question, under what circumstances? What's the situation we're in? Uh, we're so permitting. Again, they weren't saying that you should do this ideally, betilil. It wasn't uh, what they set forth if you were to ask them what to do. As the Mishnah, as the Gemara explained to us, they would tell you, don't do the Shechita if you don't have the Afar Mukhan Mi Yom. However, if you did so, under all circumstances, just walk into your backyard and start shoveling. Says the Gemara, Amar Bizereka, Amar of Yehuda, Vuhu, Shiyesh Lo Deker Na'utz Mi Yom. It's specifically and only under the circumstance where the shovel was already Na'utz, it was already dug into the ground and left there before the holiday. For what reason? What did that solve? One of two reasons. Rashi explains that, this, that the reason that you need this to be done, the shovel in the ground, you didn't stick it into the ground on the holiday, it was rather there beforehand, explains Rashi. The reasoning is because you could have and would have had an isur, a melacha called harisha, choresh. You'd be loosening up the ground, which is considered a melacha just like choresh, which means plowing, which is the purpose of loosening up the ground. Since you had it stuck into the ground before the holiday, that was already done. You didn't do that milacha in order to bring forth this dirt. Tosafot alternatively uh, suggests that the, the issue you would have had over here is an issue of mukseh. The fact that that dirt was not designated, was not set aside before the holiday, as you entered into the holiday, as a dirt that you might be using for kisui hadam, that's a problem, especially according to Beit Hillel and our Mishnah, who have that issue called Muksa, and as a result, by sticking the uh, shovel into the dirt beforehand, you've designated that dirt as set aside, so to speak, for Kisui Hadad. It's Muhan. That's what makes it Muhan. Says the Gemara, you may have gotten around this Melacha, this one of the 39 Melachot of Shabbat known as Harisha, Choresh, but what about Ketisha, otherwise known as Tohen, Tehinan. It's a situation where you are uh, grinding. Grinding is a problem. Well, you're not actually grinding the dirt over here. As I explained to you already, the Gemara Masechet Shabbat makes clear it's not grinding per se with a millstone. It's doing what the outcome of grinding is. You can take a knife and cut something very, very fine and slim pieces. That would be considered Melechet Tohen. It's not to say that your wife can't or you can't make the uh, Israeli salad for Shabbat meal. You just need to do it in close proximity to the meal. If you did it long beforehand, an hour, half an hour beforehand, it could be, would be a problem of tohen. The Gemara in turn says that dirt which you've unearthed and you had it all set up, but now that you're using it to put onto the blood, you're going to be tohen. You're going you're to crumble the, uh, the thicker, stronger clump of, of, of dirt, of ground that you must have had prepared beforehand. 
That's a problem of Melechet Tochen. Answers the Gemara, Amarav Barashe, Amarav, you're right. If it were to be a strong piece of ground, if it was thick and dense already, you cannot sprinkle it onto the blood uh, on Yom Tov. It has to be instead, we're dealing with Be'afar Tihoach. Afar Tihoach is a reference to a circumstance where the dirt is already fine, it's already soil like, it's soft. That's right, it's not hardened, and as a result, you don't have that problem of Melechet Tochen. Lastly, says the Gemara, don't you have a problem of you're making a guma? Guma is like a faro, a, a small ditch, a, a hole. That would be a melacha called binyan. Bone, I know it doesn't sound very constructive in building in that respect, but that's what it is. You're making something that didn't exist beforehand that can and will be used potentially for constructive purposes. That's the isura over here. You're making a guma. That's What's that? That's not temporary. It could be uh, permanent. Anything could be temporary. But the idea is that it could be permanent as well. The question is, will it by definition be temporary? I'm saying it's it like, could be removed easily by Italian. Easily yeah. removed is not enough, is what I'm saying. It's got to be built into it, so to speak. Answers the Gemara Kedir Biaba, the Amar Biaba, Hahofer Guma Beshabbat, Veeno Sarikh Elale Afra. Patur Aleha. The Gemara answers with this statement, which we finished with yesterday, and we didn't fully explain. A person who, says Rabbi Abba, digs a hole on Shabbat or Yom Tov by extension, <clears throat> but your, your intention, rather, your purpose is not for the hole itself, but rather for the dirt. What are his words? Patur Aleha. Let's uh, first formulate the case. And then the halakha. The case again is such that the melakha that I'm going up against is the construction of a hole. Construction of a hole. That's binyan. My purpose is not the construction of the hole. My purpose is this dirt. That's what I want. I want the dirt. In such a circumstance, for one reason or another, says Rabbi Abba, it's not going to be hayav on Shabbat. You won't have liability for doing so. Why not? Ultimately speaking, you come and you watch me doing it. What was my purpose? Oh, my purpose is only for the dirt. I don't care what your purpose is. You made a hole. That's, that's an issue of Shabbat. Statement here is for some reason or another, it's not so. When it comes to Shabbat, <clears throat> we'll read about it in the parasha in just a, a week or two in parashat Vayakel. Melechet Mahashevet is the words that are used by the Mishkan time and again, which means purposeful, intentional activity. Melacha, of course, is activity of some sort, labor. And Mahashevet, Melashon Mahshavah, thoughtful, purposeful, mindful. Uh, the Torah uh, makes, as we all know, adjacent one to the other, the Mishkan and Shabbat. We, as a matter of fact, derive the laws of 39 Milachot from the Mishkan, right there at the beginning of Parashat Vayakil. Beyond that, we learn the quality of activity that's liable for punishment on Shabbat from that as well. The only activity which is liable for punishment from the Torah is Melechet Mahashev. It needs to be purposeful mindful. Therefore, not related to us, but the most standard circumstance where we talk about um, leniency is what's called davar she'eno mitkaven. If a person on Shabbat were in their field, in a field that you want the ground to be worked well, you're planting enough, it's in your garden, and garden you're, you're going to seed it on Sunday or on Saturday night. 
but you're hanging out there with uh, your spouse and your children on Shabbat, and you want to move a bench from one side to the other, and by moving the bench, you will be potentially making the ground loosened. But that's not your intention. You just want your wife to sit next to you. You just want your good friend to come and uh, share a drink together with you, um, if that's permitted. But anyway, if that's the circumstance, so that's, uh, that's what you're doing. You're moving the, uh, the chair or the bench on Shabbat in such a circumstance. hundred percent. Even on Shabbat, this halacha is relevant. Certainly on Yom Tov. If this, what we're about to discuss, is mutar on Shabbat or patur on Shabbat, it's certainly patur on Yom Tov. So as a result, that's the application. Harisha, all these melachot are both on Shabbat and on Yom Tov. The ways in which they're permitted are applicable in both as well. So I'm moving my bench in such a circumstance, my intention was not for what's going to take place on the ground. Such a circumstance, Rabbi Shimon says, mutar, it's permitted to do so. But I look at my outcome, it's mutar. Okay, that's one halakha. That's what's called psik then it's asur. If the ground is already uh, loosened, then it's certainly going to happen, and it's nihaleh, so then it's asur, it's psik I'm trying to be somewhat simple here, uh, Nathan, uh, and Charlie, thanks a lot. Anyway, but uh, the Gemara, that's, that's case number one. Case number two is, what if I don't have a constructive purpose? What if it's destructive? Which means to say, effectively, instead of bringing forth something usable, I bring forth something that's not usable. Our circumstance. My intention over here is for the dirt. The fact that there's a hole in the ground, that's destructive. I don't want a hole in my ground. That worked against me. That's what we call mekelkel. What's the halacha in such a circumstance? Rashi's interpretation to our Gemara's. That's what we're referring to, mekelkel. Mekelkel, kilkul, means destructive. It might not be permitted, but it's not liable to punishment. That's what we say, patur. That's universally accepted, both the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, who's generally in these contexts more lenient, but even Rabbi Udaus, in these contexts more stringent, they agree when it's mikalkel, it's patur. Tosafot alternatively suggests mikalkel in a field. This is the interpretation of Tosafot from the Aharonim. Mekalkel in the field, your field, sure, even in your field. You don't ruin a field by a hole in the field here. You might even be happy now. You could have something go go into that hole. You talk about Mekalkel in the ground in my house. You could talk about Mekalkel in my courtyard. In a field, and Aragamara was talking about even in a field. Can't can't accept the... Maybe, but it's not, you think it's such a big hole over here? You know, you got some dirt to throw in some blood. I don't know, it's a small bird. So instead, Tosafot suggests, instead of Rashi's interpretation, they interpret our Gemara as the classic example of what's called Melacha She'ena Gufa. That's our third in our uh, string of non-melechet mahashevet activities. We talked about davar she'enom kaven. I didn't have intention for the melacha at all. I had intention to move the chair. I didn't even realize that it was going to do that to the ground. Davar she'enom kaven. I know what's going to happen, but it's not constructive. Mekalkel. Thirdly, melacha she'ena sericha legufa. I know what's going to happen. I have intention for it to happen, but not for the forbidden reason. I know I'm making a hole. I know that's binyan, but I don't want that hole. I want the dirt. Does the hole hurt me? It doesn't hurt me, but it's not my intention. It's a melacha, a constructive activity. She'ena sericha, but I don't need it legufa for the core issue at hand. I only want the dirt that comes from it. 
that as well is a room for permissibility. Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda elsewhere debate that. The halacha, according to Rabbi Shimon, is that's patur. You don't get punishment for malacha she'ena sericha legufa. Plug each of those back into our Gemara. The Gemara, therefore, has Rabbi Abba, mysteriously stating the reason this circumstance where the person took the, the shovel, Yes, the shovel was in before Yom Tov. Yes, the ground was already loosened. But ultimately speaking, he's unearthing. He's creating a hole. Why isn't that a problem? Why don't we have a melechet binyan over here? Either mekalkel, Rashi, tosafot. Wait a second. You kept telling us that it's not permitted. It's just patur. The word patur means patur abalasur. means there's no punishment. It's still prohibited. You knocked on HaKadosh Baruch Hu's door. He says, don't do that. What's my punishment? I'm not going to punish you for us. So it's permitted. It's not permitted. You're not supposed to be doing it. We're all familiar with things that you're not supposed to be doing, but you're not getting punished for. So you're telling me, Beti Leil, that I can do this on Yom Tov? For what reason? It's Patur. It answers Tosafot. It's Simhat Yom Tov. It's true. It's Patur of Al-Asur. Asur means, rabbinically speaking, we tell you not to do it. The rabbis say, b'makom mitzvah, you're looking to get food on Yom Tov, simhat Yom Tov, that pushes it aside. We're willing to look at these smaller prohibitions, rabbinic restrictions under specific circumstances, like simhat Yom Tov, and we'll waive it. That's the suggestion. It says to Tosafot, wait a second. So then why do I need the, 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 the shovel stuck in before Yom Tov? Say, sorech mitzvah, it should be permitted. Says to Safot, but then there's a problem of Mukseh. Mitzvah, Mukseh is on the middle of Banan. I was like, why isn't it Tzorech? Tosafot leaves this out. I'm reading from Tosafot. What's that? That's, that's correct. That's, that's, that's how Mahashak, so let me say it. Tosafot, left hand side, Veno Sarichella Le'afara Patur. It's about 12, uh, maybe 13 lines from the top on the left hand side. Mishum explains Tosafot, and again, they assume we know this terminology. Period. And we know that concept already. Tosafot now questions. Wait a second. The word tema means it's a wonder, it's difficult. It might be not liable for punishment, but it's still forbidden. You're not supposed to be doing that. You know what kind of raised up the permissibility? That you're using this for the happiness of the holiday, which is a mitzvah, an important one. So then why do you need the shovel stuck in before? Before Yom Tov, Yesh Lamad Mikomakom Bainan, Shihem Muchan Me'erev Yom Tov concludes Tosafot. No, no, you still need it because you would have had a problem with Muksin, Muchan, the dirt wasn't prepared. Oh, why didn't we say Simhat Yom Tov? Maharsha is one of the major commentaries on the Rishonim, the back of the Gemara. He suggests it's difficult to fully wrap your head around, but we'll use Nathan's words and then his specific words. I didn't go that far, which means to say, Maharsha explains it in the following way. He says, for Simhat Yom Tov, we want to permit, we want to allow, but you have a lot against you over here. How much are we going to have to allow? You know, I walk into the home, I want to make permissibilities. It's my child's birthday. I want him, uh, her to have a great night. I'm going to let them stay up later. I'm going to let them do this. And then I find out, you're kidding me, and you have a testimony, you want to take off from school, you want to, ah, I can't go that far. So effectively, although we'll permit this circumstance, we'll permit that. That much, there's also a Adkan. That needs to be prepared. That's the suggestion of Tosafot in our Gemara. Okay, we now are three lines from the top here on Dafheta Mudal, and we're continuing.
No. Why? We're not on Hachanah de Rabbah per se over here. It's such an issue to be Muhan. Why? Because to be Muhan is getting out of here. Tosafot's not going. No, 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 no. Tosafot, it's hard to explain. They need it. If that's the claim they're making, they need to make that clearer. And keep in mind, Rashid didn't even talk about Muqseh, so you don't have that to begin with in our sugya. Uh, you would make a lot of things easier, I guess, you know, you, know, me, you and I are maybe, I don't know, I'm making this up, we're more accustomed to hanging out with them, having in our house, so it wasn't an issue that could have come up. I mean, it, it would have been an extension, we're talking about, with regards to the person himself. There are, Jeffrey refers to, uh, specifically on Yom Tob, more permissibilities, bimakom, that it's amiral enochri, see the isur, will come up in our Masechet a little bit more, Masechet Shabbat, of Amiral Enochri, of telling a non-Jew to do Melachah on Shabbat. It's not Mutar, it's Asumid Rabbanan, it's a Shevut on, Yom, on Shabbat, for one reason or another. Well, that, that being the case, B'makom Mitzvah, B'makom Simchat Yom Tov, there is more grounds and room for permissibility because you're dealing with a dirabbanan to begin with an isur, especially if the isur that you're furthermore dealing with is asum dirabbanan. You have two uh, issues that are both rabbinic in nature up against the mitzvah simchat yom tov. There's room for uh, permissibility. Ah, okay, they weren't, you know, they didn't go that far. Yeah, Alan, no. All right, so there's the Gemara here, three lines from Tav She'efer Kira Muchanhu. If you recall, the Mishnah concluded with words that were incomprehensible. It was almost a, a, a sentence that we didn't know where it was going. The end of the Mishnah went like this. Beti Leil agree, if you already slaughtered, okay, so take the shovel and uh, cover it up with dirt. Because, because the ashes of an oven are prepared. Oh, ashes of an oven? Who was talking about ashes of an oven? Not just ashes of an oven, let me repeat, remind you what we're talking about. An oven on Yom Tov had wood which was burning in it and you have ashes. What am I using ashes for? What did it have to do with my conversation until now? Says the Gemara, Efer kira man dachar shemeh. Mi hiskir et Hashem shelo. Who mentioned its name? The Gemara says, Efer kira, ashes of an oven, Where'd you come from? Do I know you from somewhere? What, what, where'd this come? Why? It, it has nothing to do with any, any conversation, any words in the Mishnah until now. Amar Rabbah Hachekamar ve'efer kira muchanhu, period. Says Rabbah, it's a completely different statement. The word she, excuse me, the letter she would be translated into English because, because the ashes of the oven are prepared. Take out or replace or reinterpret the she, the because, as the and. It's a separate statement. So the Mishnah concludes Be'etilel's statement as, and Be'etilel agrees, if you already slaughtered, you can cover. Separate statement. And you should also know the ashes of the oven are considered prepared. It's not mukse. Not mukse. Why isn't that mukse? Well, that's the question now. You can't use ashes of other items. Over here, it's ashes from wood. Can ashes of wood, now ashes of wood should be usable, but maybe it's mukseh. When did they start it off? Right, started off as wood. Why you can't just cover with a plank of wood? That's correct. 
but now it's burnt down, so it's ash-like. Now, it, several points to be made already here. First and foremost, Tosafot quotes from the Gemara Masechet Hulin. The Gemara Masechet Hulin says explicitly that according to Bet Shammai, that's not our Bet Hillel, but according to Bet Shammai, ashes cannot be used as Kisui Hadam. You can't cover blood with it. So that's, that's according to Bet Shammai. Tosafot in turn is very perturbed about what's going on over here. What's happening? Our Mishnah seems to be suggesting that you could use this to cover. What's happening? This is the Tosafot on the left-hand side over here. The next Tosafot. Tosafot. You're not allowed to cover with ashes. What are you allowed to? Only with dirt, regular dirt. Ashes cannot, should not be interchanged with afar. One has an ayin, the other has an aleph. One has a sereh, and the other one has a kamatz. Vehechi kamar. And how is it then that we're saying here, hacha, te'efe muchan hu la'asot kisui. Lekule alma. Why is it that now, Mishnah, we're, we're suggesting that you could do the kisui with that uh, under all circumstances. Uh, so the Gemara gives um, two, two uh, excuse me, Tosafot gives two suggested answers. The first suggested answer is, this has nothing to do with Kisui Hadam. I know we were talking about covering blood, it's just talking about Bukhan. <laughs> One second, what am I going to use ashes for? The answer is, you and I are not in touch with reality of the Mishnah. They used ashes to cover, suggests Tosafot, if the baby, if the dog, if the animal uh, relieved themselves in the corner, what am I going to do with the house? So throw some ashes, cover up the smell. You're learning with someone else. I, was, I, thought, I thought, there was, thought there was a loyalty here. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, so that's the first suggestion of Tosafot. The first suggestion of Tosafot is you can use the ashes for other matters. It's true. Bechamai says you can't use it for Kisui Adam. We weren't talking about Kisui Adam. We went from Kisui... Keep in mind, our Mishnah jumped from one thing, Bezah, to Hamet, to Kisui Adam, back to Mukseh, for what? For anything. Not for Kisui Adam. Alternatively, Tosafot suggests that uh, the, the Gemara Masechet Hulin is talking about ashes which could not be used in order to bring forth growth. Ground, by definition, grows. And the understanding of that Gemara, according to Tosafot, is you can only put ground dirt on because that's a growth-aiding uh, uh, um, substance. If it's ashes from wood, uh, we'll need Mars Bennett for the science over here. Apparently, you can you can't. All right, so, so Tosafot says you can, and so you can grow it out of it. And as a result, perhaps. Even Beit Shammai would suggest that that's permitted for Kisui Hadam. All right, that's the first issue. The second issue I want to address very briefly is, uh, is what uh, Stanley and, and Jared were a little bit filling in, and that is that we're talking again about Mukseh over here. We're talking about something that's prepared or not prepared. That's not necessarily so simple. Why are we all of a sudden, at the end of the Mishnah, kind of throwing in this line? Shouldn't that be dependent upon what we learned earlier? Isn't that Beit Hilel and Beit Shammai? Isn't that the Mahlokar Bishimon and Biuda? Whether we have this concept of Mukseh, if it wasn't on your mind entering the holiday, if that is a problem at all, how come that's not, how come we don't say Betileo, Betchamai, Bishimon, how come it didn't get a little bit more complicated? Tosafot as well deals with this issue in a little bit later on on the page. And Tosafot suggests this next Tosafot, Amarav Lo Shanu, I mean, we'll read it in just a moment in the Gemara. Tosafot suggests that the difference between this Mukseh <coughs> and the Mukseh for argument's sake, <coughs> of the Beza or something of that sort is that this one is, quote, even further removed. 
This one is similar to, uh, well, forget about similar to, this circumstance is that my mind is so far off of it because it went from a piece of wood, it went from a plank or a branch or whatever it is, into ashes. It's completely removed from what was there at the entrance into the day. My mind was never on that. The circumstance where they really debate and discuss is something like shivre kelim. I had, a, I had a utensil and it broke on the holiday. Well, it wasn't pieces beforehand. It was beforehand a plate. It was a, a cup. Is that mukse over here so far removed? Everyone agrees you'd have a problem of Eno Muchan of Mukse. All right, back in the Gemara then. But when I had my mind on a piece of wood, who says that that's enough? That that's called Muchan? Quite the opposite. We're about to question how is it Muchan? That's why I just preempted. I said it should be completely Mukse. It's quite the opposite. It's so far removed. That's why we're about to address this in our Gemara. If something changes forms, our assumption is it's completely mukseh. In turn, the Gemara will say, as everyone, that's what I meant by Jared and Stanley, what's going on over here? Why is this permitted? Efer kira is muchan, for what reason? You tell me it's permitted. How do you make sense of that? Back in the Gemara, she'efer kira muchan, firstly, technicality. Efer kira mandachar sheme. Whoever was talking about efer kira, who's talking about ashes from an oven? This is what the Mishnah meant to say. Ve'efer kira it's a new statement, which seems to be universally accepted. It says the Gemara further, let me explain to you why it's permitted. It's not permitted under all circumstances. If it was a plank of wood, if it was a branch entering the holiday, and it burnt on the holiday, you can't now use that. That would be mukseh. It's specifically that the oven was lit, was, was, was fiery, before the holiday, and these ashes were in turn prepared entering the holiday. The holiday begins, I look at the oven, and there's ashes on the bottom. Those ashes I could use on the holiday for covering the, uh, the dam, for covering the, uh, when the baby relieved itself, or for something. What's that? What's the hidush? Give it a give it a moment or two. Uh, so, give, give it a moment or two. Aval husak biyom tob asur. However, if it was burnt on yom tob, so it's asur. That's that's eno muchanus mukse. Ve'im raui lislot bo besa mutar. However, if the ashes were the ashes were and are raui lislot bo besa, which means to say. They're still hot. So I lit on Yom Tov, or it was lit on Yom Tov. The ashes were not prepared before Yom Tov. My mindset entering the holiday, sure, was on this wood, but not as ashes. It was in the wood from my oven, not to cover things with, not to use as kisui for something, but to use as bishul, to use as afiyah, to use in my oven. And now, as I want to use it to cover the blood, as I want to use it to cover the, the something that's smelly in the corner, uh, what am I? What I turn to the oven? Ah, I forgot. I didn't prepare anything before that. So my, but someone points out, says, "But it's still hot. So what if it's still hot? If it's still hot, it's still usable. Those ashes, litzlot bobeza, which means to say to fry an egg. You could still stick something into the oven now and use the ashes. You generally assume you want some logs of wood still in. No, the ashes are hot enough that." They're bringing forth, what's that? Embers. Embers in there that they are, as a result, 
helping any cooking that I may have done. So my mindset entering the holiday was any way that this is going to aid my cooking, that's what I have in my mind. How am I going to get it out of the oven? I'll take a utensil, I'm not touching that, it's boiling hot. I'll stick it onto it and I'll throw it onto something else. That's permitted. Why is that permitted? Because it is mukhan. Well, that's not mukhan. That wasn't prepared. You didn't have that in mind. I had in mind the wood for any usage it could help with regards to cooking. Is it now usable for cooking? Absolutely. It's boiling hot. But it's ashes. But I had in mind ember as well. That I had in mind. That's a cooking use, usability. And as a result, the suggestion of Rav Yudan, the name of Rav is, even if it's ashes, which weren't burnt and came about before the holiday, they came about on the holiday, but they're still usable for cooking, which was my mindset on it, I could use it for something else. So, boiling water on the holiday for cooking, we can essentially use that hot water for something else. We will have to address that later in our Masechet explicitly. Um, so, give it a little bit of time, but with regards to Mukse, you're asking, the answer is yes. We'll have to address how and what that's permissible for, but the answer, furthermore, is yes. You know, I, I will tell you. But again, because the assumption is my mind was on ember as well. For you. If it could be, it is ember right now. It's just not being used as ember. Right. And that's pretty much so Let's say I needed to There are too many ashes in the oven. I'm not allowed to now move them around. So push them off to the side. You can't pick them up and now use them for other matters. That's, that's the point. You can't now move them around. So you need it for cooking, so push it to the side in a, in a roundabout way. You can't now you take it and transform it into something else. That wouldn't be permitted. Says the Gemara, Tanyana Me'ache, we have a Beraita, which directly accords with the statement of Rav Yudan, the name of Rav. When the Mishnah stated that the ashes of an oven are prepared, they meant specifically that the ashes were burnt and brought about before the holiday. However, if it happened on the holiday, it's mukseh. Lastly, if it's now usable to the extent that you could cook with them, you could use them for anything else as well. Continues the Gemara, it says, this is the Beraita, adding another halakha with regards to mukseh. What if I bring into, uh, before the holiday, afar, I bring a large mound of dirt into soil, good. Leginato, is my garden, or lehorvato, so some ruined area. I brought it in. What's my purpose? To spread it out on the ground. Keep in mind, they didn't have wood ground per se. They didn't have tile ground per se. What's that? Me. I brought it into my, I, I want to soil the ground. I want an easier walking area, whatever it is. Mutalechasotbo. Again, I entered the holiday and I had it all stored in the corner. What was my mindset that I was going to be shoteh? I was going to spread it around my garden. I could change the usage. My mindset was to use it. 
I can now grab from that large mound in the corner, pick it up and throw it onto uh, dirt, uh, onto something smelly. I could throw it onto the blood. Oh, wait a second, wasn't it mukseh? Wasn't my mindset to spread the ground with it? That's right, but my mindset was that I'm preparing it for all usages in this area, is the suggestion of the Gemara. What if I already did spread it onto the ground? Ah, now it's a problem. Now it's batil to the ground, and as a result, it would be mukseh. Ve'amar of Yehuda. Why else did you bring it there? You brought yeah, it there for I, usage. Just for usage, but maybe, I, for usage for, maybe you don't talk maybe later. No, no, it's for usage. Heck it. Yeah. For usage. I prepared it. It's in the corner in order to be used. The idea is it's not out of mind. It's on my mind. I'm going to be using it. Well, that's probably not going to use it on your mind. Why not? Maybe I will. The point is, in such a circumstance, permitted. Okay, the Gemara will go on to deal with some of the, uh, these other derivatives of the Mukseh. We'll begin with it next week. Baruch Amen.